G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there's no doubt that God created a beautiful world for us to live in. And with all of the debates around the causes of climate change, it's tempting for some to take special sides that even give support to some practices around the world that are destructive to the environment. As Christians, we know that having dominion over the earth is not the same as having domination over the earth, wasting resources and being careless about our environment. Well, Christian aid and development organisation TIER Australia is joining its sister agency, TIER Fund UK, to launch what they're calling the Rubbish Campaign. This is a global campaign being run in 13 countries, including the likes of Brazil, Zambia and India, by Christian groups affiliated with Renew Our World. Matthew Morey is the CEO of TIER Australia. He's joining us. Hello, Matthew. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Matthew, as we get a conversation going, and we'll talk about rubbish, but give us a little insight here for listeners who are not so familiar with TIA. Uh, give us an, in a nutshell, expression of what TIA is. Sure, I'm happy to do that. So TIA Australia is a Christian ministry that is passionate about ending poverty. Um, we've been around for about 50 years, working internationally with local Christian partners, often the local church um, to tackle the causes of poverty and injustice um, right at the community level. Um, here in Australia, we also work uh, primarily with the Australian Christian community and say, what does the Scriptures tell us? What does the Bible say about how our lives and our discipleship should be shaped um, as we respond to poverty and injustice? So how can we live lives um, that are building a more just and compassionate world and are, are fulfilling that, that call in Micah 6, 8, you know, to, to walk justly and love mercy and um, walk humbly with God. So this latest campaign, Matthew, it's all about rubbish. The idea is here. You're encouraging people to take responsibility for the environment that we have. That's right. Um, we, I think everybody knows that the world has a rubbish problem, and it, it certainly has been in the news here in Australia, even our own challenges with tackling the, uh, what we do with our garbage and how we use, um, treat it res- responsibly. Um, but the challenges of waste management and the challenges of this rubbish problem are having a much bigger impact on people who don't have as many resources, and that's people in the developing world. And so this campaign is particularly targeted at how we can help address those problems for those communities. Okay, let's talk about plastic pollution, and then I'd love to hear the sorts of initiatives that you've been thinking about, about how you can actually help people in those developing nations. But plastic pollution, that's the focus of this rubbish campaign that you're running. That's right. Um, and you mentioned at the start that we've recently um, been launching with our sister agency, Tier Fund UK, a report that's called the No Time to Waste Report. Um, it's available on our website, and it, it's particularly focused on how we tackle this plastic um, crisis and this plastic pollution issue. And one of the statistics that came out of that report that I think is the most troubling is that every 30 seconds, 
somebody around the world is is dying because of the um, ways that we don't handle our rubbish and the, and the problem with rubbish and plastic production and consumption is a big part of that, especially the single use plastics um, that. Um, are, are already a, ma- a massive problem, and we know the trajectory is that in the next 10 to 15 years, the problem is actually going to double. I mean, most of us, when we think about plastics, we're thinking about what we've gone through in supermarkets of recent times, and uh, single-use plastic bags have been outlawed. Uh, they're replaced, though, with sort of heavier-duty plastic bags. I wonder whether there's anything coming through that you're aware of that, that shows that anything like that is working initiative-wise so far as plastics go. Look, there are some encouraging initiatives. I mean, I, I think Malawi actually is one of the countries who's been involved with our campaign, and their government has just banned the use of um, single-use plastic bags as well. And those initiatives are having an impact, and, and how we use and consume plastics here, it does have a very positive impact, and it's something we need to be thinking about. Um, but the practical reality is um, the, the production um, and the poor um, recycling practices, um, are, as I said, are being felt most acutely uh, in places where um, the resources are, are just not there to, to do something about it. And, and that's why we've launched this campaign and have some specific asks to some of the corporations who are involved in this. No doubt there'll be some initiatives that go along with the idea of highlighting where the problems begin. And uh, as I understand it, you'll be shining a light on a number of multinational companies that are often largely responsible for the whole throwaway single-use plastic that we've become so familiar with. Well, that's right. There happen to be four large multinational companies who are are responsible for um, the vast majority of the single-use plastic um, that's produced, particularly in the developing world. Um, And those companies are Coca-Cola, Nestle, PepsiCo, and Unilever. Um, and many of their sub-brands are brands that we would recognize um, on our own shelves here. So we're, the campaign is specifically asking those four companies to, take, um, to do four things, one of which is to report on their production of these single-use plastics so that the light can be shown on it and there can be some accountability around how much is being produced. Um, the second request is that they reduce um, the amount that they're producing and reduce by um, half over the coming years. We also want them to be more focused on recycling single-use plastics. And then finally, and this is something that often gets forgotten, but um, there's, a, there's a whole community of people who are impacted by uh, the way that rubbish is handled and, and these mountains of rubbish that you see, um, people who sometimes are um, sorting rubbish or scrap heat pickers. Um, and so our fourth um, call is that they would be involved in restoring dignity and working with communities who are directly impacted by, um, by this waste issue. Matthew, here in Australia, by and large, we are so well looked after that we don't have rubbish piling up all around the streets and uh, there does seem to be some initiatives that work here. It's a little bit deceptive, isn't it, uh, compared to what you might see in visiting some nations around the world. Uh, Have you seen uh, any of the nations where uh, rubbish is just not being dealt with in the way that we're used to? Look, I was just, yeah, I have. Um, actually, just about every place that I travel, Tears working in 24 countries, and every trip I go on, I'm always um, troubled by the way you see rubbish, and particularly plastic rubbish piling up. I was just in Zambia a couple of months ago, and looking at their waterways just in the city, um, you could practically walk across um, the small rivers and creeks um, 
in, in the city because they were so filled with single-use plastics that had not been recycled because there are no mechanisms to deal with it. Um, so it's just it's troubling to see it so prevalent um, and to realize there are no easy answers unless action's taken. And when you say a person is dying every 30 seconds, from what I understand, that equates to a million people dying every year because of mismanagement of waste and pollutants. And that's got to be some level of high motivation to do something because uh, do you describe this as a crisis that the world is facing? Yeah, it's a crisis. And I think as Christians, it's it's, uh, it's not just a crisis about the environment, which you started off by saying, you know, we're called as Christians to to steward the earth and to care for it, but it's a crisis of people being, being killed um, from the fact that we're not taking action and that we're allowing this problem to get worse. And, of course, there is research that comes out that backs the sorts of things you're talking about. And uh, developing countries, uh, not only the idea that there's lots of uh, plastics that are rubbish that are not being dealt with, but, of course, what comes from that is the disease uh, in uncollected rubbish and uh, rubbish that's burnt near homes. And uh, no doubt burning plastics is going to be one of the pollutants. But how do you think that works, that there is such a health crisis that comes around the fact that there is so much plastic rubbish? Yeah, well, that's one of the things that our the report that we've just launched um, really focuses on. And it talks about the ways that waterways are, are blocked um, and how that creates waterborne diseases. Um, it talks about, as you mentioned, the results of burning these toxins and it, the increased risk of heart disease and cancer. Uh, it talks about how diarrhea diseases actually double because of mis- mismanaged waste. Um, and that's the, diarrhea, of course, is the second le- leading cause of death for children under the age of five. So these are really practical um, and easy to measure and quite troubling statistics that we see from the, the result of mismanagement of waste. Well, Tier Australia, a 50-year history, as you mentioned, and you're into doing things like ending poverty. And, of course, that's a big, huge task uh, to be addressing, and you can only do that one step at a time. But I know, Matthew, that you're encouraging listeners to our conversation today to sign up for this campaign that you're running. Uh, How do people do that? Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, there's a couple of things we're asking people to do, the biggest of which is to sign up to this rubbish campaign, which is to call on these four multinationals um, to take action and do the things that we're, I've been talking about. You can go to our website, which is tier.org.au, um, and click on a link to sign up for the campaign. Um, we also, the second thing we want people to do is think about their own personal consumption and use of plastics and continue to consider how um, we should be living differently, and we should be um, caring for the earth in different ways. And we have a, a gig on our website. There's a resource that we've created called Less Plastic, More Life. And it's, it's a seven-day guide, which is a practical guide about what it means to use less plastic, but also a devotional guide as we pray and think, of, pray and think about our responses to these things. And, and finally, we encourage people to get their churches involved. And again, we have a resource with really practical ways that your church community can get involved in thinking about caring for the environment locally uh, and thinking about the bigger picture of how we actually build a, a more just and compassionate world. Well, Christian Foundations, for being a good steward of our environment, uh, there is a call to action here and a call to sign up for this campaign. And as Matthew says, there is a website. It's the Tier Australia website, 
tier, T-E-A-R, dot org, dot A-U, and forward slash rubbish to go straight to that campaign. But you might want to check out the tier website, tier.org.au, and take advantage of some of those resources that Matthew has mentioned. Matthew Mori is the CEO of Tier Australia. Matthew, thanks so much for sharing your insights with us today on 2020. Thanks for having me, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.